With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out. Because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. There's no better time than now to review your homeowner's insurance so you can understand the deductibles that you're responsible for because you definitely don't want to get caught with not knowing what they are if a major storm does come through and cause some havoc. Our friends over at Athlon Insurance, they've got competitive rates, man, through like 17 different carriers. They can make sure to find you great coverage with a highly rated company and, more importantly, lower deductibles. Stop paying too much for your homeowner's insurance from a company that's probably got you the same exact coverage as everyone else. Call my buddy Dwayne Moran at Athlon Insurance. Get a free quote. doesn't cost you anything. The number is 225-366-7530. That's Athlon Insurance, and tell them you heard it right here on the ABV Podcast. All right, folks, if you're like me, you're a coffee junkie. I love coffee. Craft beer and craft coffee kind of go hand in hand. I can't start my day without it. I can't make my day without drinking it continuously throughout it. I don't care how hot it is outside. I need my coffee fix. And luckily, I have Cafecito Coffee Roasters as a sponsor of the ABV podcast. Chris and Stevie are doing some great things over there at Cafecito Coffee Roasters. The way they roast beans opens up flavors I never knew existed in a coffee bean before. It's insane. Their whole roasting process is second to none, and you've got to try it if you haven't had it. You can find their coffees all over Baton Rouge at plenty of grocery stores. You can find it at Calandro's Supermarket. You can find it at Alexander's Highland Market, just to name a couple. If you go into a grocery store and they don't have it, talk to a manager and demand that they get Cafecito Coffee Roasters in their store. Or if you're lazy and you don't want to get off the couch, take your phone, take your laptop, whatever, get online, go to cafecito.com. C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com because we're in Louisiana and we have to name everything with the E-A-U-X at the, at the end of it. I don't blame Chris and Stevie for this. It's great marketing, so it works. <laughs> but that's how you find the coffees online if you just want to order them. They're whole beans, so make sure when you're ordering their coffee, you can order a coffee grinder as well. Grind those beans up. Get them in your coffee maker and let the smells just overtake everything in your house. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. Proud sponsors, and I'm proud to have them, for the ABV Podcast. I'm assuming you love craft beer. You're listening to the podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't love it and still listen, although we are kind of entertaining, but that's not the point. you got to love craft beer. But do you find it hard sometimes when you're going to your local grocery stores or you're out to your favorite restaurant or bar and you're looking for one of your favorite local craft beers and you can't find it? You know, it's kind of a headache. Well, there's a company that's around now that's changing the game, folks, and that company is Pelican Craft Brands. They're Louisiana's American craft-only distributor, and they are determined to educate consumers and help them discover independent and family-owned breweries here in Louisiana. They're lining up new breweries every day, and they're getting them in the markets. They're getting them back on the store shelves, on taps, in the restaurants and bars, so that way you can go out with your friends and enjoy great local craft beer. 
Pelican Craft Brands is here to tell you they're going to shake up the status quo. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Chuck P. here, the ABV Podcast. Glad you could join me. Hope you're following us on all the social media outlets on Facebook and on Instagram. You can find the podcast at all the normal podcast outlets. I am at Rally Cap Brewing. I am joined this evening by Jeremy and Kevin from Rally Cap. Guys, thank you all for being – well, thank you for having me here. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, happy to have you. And uh, Cliff Decato here hops in the hollows. This man's about as busy as I am. Yes. Please let the wife know that. Yeah. Just let her know that all this hard work making labels it'll, and it'll pay off. selling glassware and all this <laughs> other stuff. You've even, you even opened an online store. I did. And it's, it's blowing up. I dropped the glass with it. I haven't even officially launched it, but yeah. uh, for it being out there and what it's doing now, and we, we dropped the glass yesterday and today, and uh, got some huge response from it. So it was pretty good. So that's, people don't even know that it exists. So that's, that's good. Well, they know now because it's yeah. on here. Hopsandhollows.com. There you go. Bam. So we're, we're at Rally Cap Brewing, and uh, we're going to discuss a few things. Uh, but first, before we get everything going, I want to know what everyone's drinking. I'm doing the first pitch pale ale. That's normally my go-to if I see it on tap. That's the one I start off with. So, Jeremy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking our off-speed pitch, which is a single hop pale ale with the, the Styrian Wolf Hop. Styrian Wolf. Out nice. of Slovenia, right, Kev? Slovenian, that's yeah. right. Y'all made that up, didn't you? That's no. Not, that's not <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Kevin, what are you exotic. Uh, also, first pitch. Okay. Yeah, generally my go-to as well. Nice. Yeah. Cliff, what you had uh, in that glass? Official beer of WrestleMania, Full Nelson. <laughs> oh, the official beer of WrestleMania. Monday Night Raw uh, approved. <laughs> so we're here at Rally Cap. Uh, give me an update on like how things have been going here at the brewery and in the tap room since we were all able to come to the tap room now sit in and enjoy you've also got the outside space as well how have things been here since you've been able to welcome people back in well i think first and foremost it, it, uh, it was great to welcome people back in i think the, the most frustrating experience having people come in grab cans and tell us every day how much they can't wait till they can sit at the bar right and That's drive so, oh crazy. just 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 awful um so great to open up, and you know we're we're rebuilding momentum, right? I think it's been a, an interesting challenge because I think well, I still get calls every day. Hey, is your tap room open? Can you yeah. guys, you know, because there was so much confusion. Bars can open, breweries can't, restaurants are open, and people just didn't know what you know. That, it's too confusing. Yeah, so we're still getting in people's minds that hey, we are open now. And so, you know, we've been seeing it build very slowly um, since the beginning of October when we could open. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. I think it's, uh, it's, it's st- almost like starting over from, yeah. uh, from December, January and, you know, building that clientele again. 
Well, the cool thing is during the whole time where you guys couldn't have people in, and even now that you can, y'all haven't stopped making beer. You've been doing new releases every almost every weekend. Right, right, and and we're we're making more beer now. Right, every yeah. every month we're making more beer. Um, you know, we owe a lot of thanks to that for our friends at Pelican. Um, you know, so they're getting our beer out in the market, and we are just so we're making more and more of it, which is great. Um, the more tanks we can turn over, the more new beers we can make, and and get out to the public as well. So yeah, new new beers for us are huge. So, you know, we've we see for sure that we have bigger crowds in here in a weekend if we've got a release. For sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So Jeremy, tell me about the two most recent uh, releases that you guys have done here. So the, the you're la- drinking one of them right now. Uh, yeah, one of them. So two two or three weeks ago was off speed pitch, and actually. We had that one ready on a Tuesday, and so we decided to just get it out. Uh, that was the to, hurricane. That right? was the hurricane, yes. We decided to get it out to people so they could in- imbibe a little bit while they were, uh, you know, passing Waiting for nothing the, to happen. <laughs> nothing much. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Might have another one coming. But, um, but yeah, so this is, again, a single single hot pale ale. It's the second in our single hot pale ale series. The first one was Breaking Pitch. Um, and uh, it's just a unique hop. It starts off very fruity and on the back end gets kind of herbal, um, which is just it's different than anything else that we've, we've had here so far. Um, and then the, the most recent release is the Full Nelson. Um, so this is our third in the Oat Cream Double IPA series that we've done. The first two were 5 versus 12 in Galarraga. Um, and this is all Nelson. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been, I think it's a really good beer. Uh, and it's, it's, it's been interesting to see that one mature over the last couple of weeks just because it's a big flavor bomb. It hides the ABV really well. I think it's 8%, right, Kev? Right. Um, and so uh, those are our two most recent releases. And the Galarraga in that series, Cliff, that was a collaboration exactly. they did with, with yep. you with Hops in the Hollows. That was a really, really good beer. It came out amazing. And it, I drank, I had a, one can left about, a, I guess, a week and a half or so ago and opened it up. Still held up. Yeah, like I, was, I think the mosaic has fell off on that because I still have a couple of cans down. I've been trying one a week just to see how it progresses and how long it's going to hang on. It's it's all citra now. Um, it's fell off a little bit, but it's good to see that. Well, it's been a little, about three months now, right? Yeah, it's been three months. So, well, heck, I think you tried. Didn't you try a five versus twelve? Yeah, five versus twelve months was, later was that was four yeah. or five months later, yeah. and color was still intact. Uh, the flavor was all there. Um, so it's. It's held up pretty well. Uh, it's still drinking, to my opinion, still well. Yeah. So if you still got cans in the fridge or hiding back there, crack them open. Open them up. <laughs> so do you have any idea of what y'all want to do next in that series, the Oak uh, series? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of deciding what hops we want to feature, right? Yeah. The base we we keep relatively stable, right? It's minor tweaks. Um, so it's really just about what, what kind of hop flavors are we trying to coax out. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely put some thought into that, and you know we want to make it a regular thing. At the very least, it's quarterly, yeah. And over time, hopefully, we'll be even more often than that. Um, you know, we like making those beers. I like drinking those beers. Yeah. So, and uh, we think pe- other folks like drinking those beers. Well, obviously, they do because they <laughs> keep showing up and buying them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this this episode's airing on Friday the thirteenth. To, on, to that day, you guys are releasing another new beer. And it's another collaboration. Y'all want to talk about that one? Yeah, so that's, a, that's the latest beer in our Sandlot series, mm-hmm. um, which we're doing with uh, J.D. Cody, J.D.'s Coffee. Heard of that guy. He's a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's kind on of, the TV sometimes. Yeah, he's got he's some on, kind of restaurant or something, I think. Some <laughs> kind of restaurant and some kind of radio show, right? Yeah, yeah, um, something like that. But uh, so it's a single, it's a single origin coffee again um, that we're using, and this time it's going to be in a blonde ale, right? So right. Uh, it'll be the Sultan of Swat Coffee Blonde. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, the, the, it definitely comes through in the aroma. Boy, it just uh, smells like straight coffee. Um, <laughs> That's it, definitely a good thing. Yeah, and it's and it's a, a light roast of uh, it's Dominican Republic uh, is the origin, and it's a very light roast. So it's a very subtle uh, coffee in the background. It, you know, it it more blends into the beer than overpowers the beer. Yeah. So uh, so I think it it works pretty well with blonde. That's another connection to Chris Pennegy with Pelican Craft Brands. He also has Cafecito yes. Coffee Roasters that roast those beans for Jay. Uh, I always like coffee beer. I'm, I'm, I'm a big coffee stout drinker, but I like styles like a blonde or a Kosh where I'm looking at it, and it's telling me it's a coffee beer, but it doesn't look like coffee, but then you get that aroma on the nose, right. and then you take a sip of it, and it plays tricks on your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Waking Dead Coffee Coach at Bayou Tesh does that to me every time I have it. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't look like a coffee beer, but there's tons of coffee flavor on the, on, on the aroma and everything. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a big one. That's good. that's gonna go over well with a lot of people because even coffee drinkers sometimes get turned off by stouts. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have something that looks more approachable to them. Right. With that coffee aroma and flavor, I think this is gonna go over well. Yeah, and it's still very much beer. Like we talk yeah, yeah. about a lot of these, you add these flavors and they do, they're not really beer anymore, or, or you know, take on a very different character. And this is still a very base beer, you know, with a coffee flavor. Yeah. And coffee aroma more. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to try it. It's going to be awesome. Um, so uh, what else is going on this weekend? You guys have anything planned for Saturday and Sunday? I know the, are the Saints playing, uh, is it a yep. noon game or is it a 3.30? It's a 3.25 game. Okay. I believe yeah. it's the 49ers. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have that on Sunday. And then on Friday we got Chimmy Zone out here uh, oh, cool. to uh, help us with our um, beer release. And then on Saturday, we'll be just playing college football all day, and we've got Chef Richard out here doing his two jocks uh, backyard barbecue a palooza hot dog uh, nice. menu. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll have we'll have uh, beer and food Friday and Saturday, and Sunday uh, beer and football. Nice, yeah. I don't know about college. There's not going to be too many college football no, games come three, Saturday. Three SEC games got canceled so far, some, right? Some, uh, yeah. Sacks, 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 the Ohio State game got State, get canceled uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's all falling. Tales apart. from the Rona. <laughs> there you go. Tales from the Rona. <laughs> We're going to be watching some. I don't know. Some swack football. Oh, there's, there's, still <laughs> there's, there's still plenty of games. There's still plenty of games. Some of the key games are, are going to be missed this weekend. That's all. And will you? Ha- will there? There's going to be food Saturday, you said, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Chef Richard Saturday. Cool. Yeah. I also want to talk about you guys are about to have an anniversary. Yes. Yes. And it's unbelievable to think that it's almost been a year since you guys first it's opened. It's been the, the longest and shortest year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how everyone has felt with everything in 2020 this year. So what do you guys, if, if you can, if you can talk about it, what are some of the plans that you have for your? Because I know you guys are going to do something big for that 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 anniversary. Is there anything you could you could talk about about that? Like just some. Yeah, of the and you, you, and you can talk about it. I talked about some of it on on Jay and Chuck's uh, radio show yeah. last week. So you know, I kind of talked about the table deal. So you, if you yeah. want to go into. Yeah. So the big, so December nineteenth is going to be where we're having our one year anniversary party. It's technically one year and five days, I think. Um, Close enough. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things when we sat down was we really wanted to make sure we were doing it in a way that respected the current set of circumstances and situation that everyone's in. And so we are going to, unlike our opening party, we're going to have a ticketed um, party where we're going to have three different sessions 
um, people can buy uh, tables for three hours. And each of those three hours will have a different band, we'll have food out here, and we'll be releasing a couple beers that day. And so the goal is just to celebrate the fact that everyone made it through the last year and we made it through a year. Yeah. Um, and so those tickets will probably be going on sale here within the next week. Okay. Um, I'm going to be, with the, that sale, I'll be announcing what bands got which slot, and then also some of the food stuff. And then as we go over time, we'll be, we'll be releasing what beers are actually going to be um, available that day. Okay. So you're doing three three-hour slots? Yes, yeah, so it'll be, the plan is uh, 11 to 2, uh, 3 to 6, and 7 to 10. And the reason for that hour changeover is we want to be able to allow folks to get out, uh, wipe down and sanitize yeah. the tables, you know, just do everything that we should be doing to make sure that we're ready for the next group to come in, let the band get set up, those types of things. So weird. In a normal year, you wouldn't even worry about that. You no. just open the doors at 11 and you just roll. Yeah, I mean, we've got enough space for the, the fire department says 217 people plus our outdoor yeah. space. I mean, right. you know, that was fine a year ago, but the circumstances we're in today dictate that. So we think, we think you know, we've got a model that can work and we can get allow people to come in and try the beer that we've got. We'll also be doing to-go beer that day, so if folks don't get a ticket okay. um, you know some of the releases that we've got they can do out of the side door and we'll, we'll make sure that um, nice. we've got a, a spot for them to come in grab beer without having to interrupt and be close to anyone else that's actually in the tap room so we'll be able to handle that as well so is there limits <clears throat> excuse me is there limits on tables <clears throat> like that how many people per table can you have Sure. So, I mean, I think the, the governor says you can't have a table bigger than 15, right? Okay. And so, um, you know, in general, our table seats six at the most. Mm -hmm. um, if someone has a big enough group and they want 12, they can buy two tables and we'll put them together. They just got to reach out to us. That's probably where we'd want to cap that at. Yeah. Um, and we will have some outdoor tables, too. So if folks aren't comfortable sitting inside, our plan is to have some outdoor seating space. We've got picnic tables and, a, and some high tops that we'll put out outside as well. Okay. Um, so, but, yeah, generally we're going to try to... Stick as close to the governor's guidelines. Twelve to fifteen would be the max of folks that we'd allow at one table. But you're, yeah. if you got twenty-five people who want to show up, we'll happily sell you four tables and, and do two groups of twelve. Right? So yeah. Who knows? Maybe by then the vaccine will get through. And, oh, yeah. Everything nice. will be much better. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, it, considering all the things we've been through here in Baton Rouge and the surrounding area, we're still a lot better off than what New Orleans has had to deal with. Yeah. Like the bars have finally opened this week for phase 3.3, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so I'm super happy for the bars and the restaurants and the breweries down there <clears throat> that can now have 25% capacity in their spots and go and enjoy some good local craft beer. So I'm looking forward to this event you guys are going to have. It works out perfectly because that is the weekend I don't have my daughter. Oh, fantastic. So I'm having a Christmas weekend, so it's like... And it's the weekend before my birthday, so oh, yeah. it's even better. Oh. So I'm going to have to buy me how a many, table. I was going to say, how many tables you need? <laughs> Cliff, how many tables we're going to need? Uh, <laughs> three. Three? All right. I'm being selective with who I'm invited to. And by the way, just so for folks listening, um, you know, the... We've got four people tables and three people tables as well, so you yeah. don't have to. Buy, the people don't have to buy, and it's gonna. I think right now I've got the the tables priced somewhere up between forty and fifty bucks for a for a six top table, uh, okay. and that that'll come with glassware. Um, so you know, it's not gonna. That's, we're not. That, that's a great way to do this. Like I, it, it really is. I mean, I, I've never even thought of that, but all these breweries that are either just bypassing your anniversaries because of the situation, like this is. This is really good to do that way and to control the population of what's exactly know. still fall under all the guidelines yeah. and, and people be seated at their table. It's you know, it, 
can't necessarily filter around and talk to everybody else, right. but you yeah. can, you know, enjoy, have a good time with your friends and uh, and taste our new beers and smart, you know, listen to a little music. So yeah. the, the main thing is people need to understand when their time is up, though. They need yes, they need to vacate. Sure, right. you're not being rude. You're not being like it's just. That's how it has to be because of the world sure. we're living in right now. Yeah. Right. So people don't give these guys headaches. If you buy a table, <laughs> when your time is up, exit in an orderly fashion. Don't leave a mess. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just do it right. It's going to be three, well, three solid uh, good hours of drinking, though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and that's, that's another reason why we wanted to leave an hour in between. Is so we don't feel like we're pressing people and trying yeah. to like turn the table over real quickly. We'll give our staff some time to make sure everything's clean, too. But to your point, yeah. At the end of the time, don't give us a hard time, you know, yeah. let, let, get ready for someone else to come and enjoy the uh, space. Yeah, and then, like you said, three hours of drinking, you know, the staff gives them a little heads up like, hey, guys, it's, it's about 20 minutes until yep. your time is up. We just want to let you know so you can get, to, get your stuff together. You know, and if they take five or ten minutes after their allotted time, like you said, you have that hour yep. built in. So that way you have enough time to get everything clean and situated for the next group coming in. Yep. Now, is there... If a group show, like if one group finishes and then another group shows up 30 minutes earlier than it's supposed to be, like how do you handle that? So just like if the t- if their tables are ready, you just let them come in and and take their spot. Or yeah, I think that's a good. I, that's I hate a, to be asking these questions. Good question. No, just, we you know <laughs> clearly we haven't uh, you know talked about all the details, but you know we, yeah I think we'll just sit down and kind of hammer all those things out and try and communicate that yeah. uh, as best we can. I just want to yeah. make sure everything goes perfectly easy for you guys yeah for that event yeah yeah i I think you know one of the things i'll say is in general if we can if we can make uh someone's visit here uh favorable we're going to do what we can right and so you know whatever if there's a situation that comes up that we haven't thought of in general we try to err on the side of making sure that the guest that's here uh has a good time and so yeah that's that's kind of the the lens we'll have to just go through and hopefully hopefully our hopefully our guests are willing to honor the the times uh, of their of their tickets. Right? I think they will. I think they'll understand what you guys are trying to do. It's a very cool thing. The whole three tier system event is is something. I don't think most places would even consider that. They would be panicking trying to figure out how they're going to do it and keep it to where like you don't have a line of people waiting to get in when other people are coming out. So the fact that you guys have created that system. Is is really smart and it's got it's going to work well. I think. I hope so. Yeah, and I mean th- that's the one th- again going back to thinking about how to make sure that the the guest experience is good. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that we didn't want to have happen was have people drive out here and then be turned away at the door because we were already at capacity. Yeah. And so, and and also not even if they're willing to wait, you know, not not being able to maybe get in for some period of time. And so we think, you know, not the, the not ideal and certainly not the anniversary party we envisioned, that this is a this is a good way to, to kind of get everyone uh, the experience that we're hoping they'll get. And wait till 2021 because I, I can't, I'm excited. We have grand plans for when when okay. we get back to normal yeah. for Hopefully what we can do. For, then later for yeah. sure. Uh, are y'all going to have any commemorative glassware, T-shirts, and stuff like that? Yeah, glassware. So we have a first anniversary glassware, and that'll come when you buy your ticket. So if you buy a table of six, that's going to come with actually four glasses as part nice. of the package. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, when you pay your seven fifty to ten dollars a person is what it ends up being, you, you're getting a glass. So you're really, you know, you're, you're getting something for that small ticket ticket fee. So that's be my next question. Like, if you guys decided on what the pricing is for a table, like, if yeah. you're doing it per person. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell the table. So like a, a, an example would be the four top table. Um, 
uh, or the six top table. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. It's going to be forty bucks. It'll come with four glasses, right? And so, if someone wants, to, if someone's got does have a group of six and they want two extra glasses, they can buy extra glasses at Allen's. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to make sure that you know folks that maybe had a group that they thought might get the six but could commit to four had a place to go. And so, the the pricing is going to be uh, for the six top table forty bucks with four glasses, for a four top table thirty bucks with three glasses, and for a three top table because we have a couple of those, uh, twenty bucks with two glasses. Okay. Um, so basically, you're you're buying the glassware and that's also getting you a table reservation yeah that's that's a great deal i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't want to buy a ticket for that it'd be stupid not to agreed (laughs) get a group together buy a table and uh you said tickets should be going on sale like sometime in the next week or so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna release into our season ticket holders first um and and that that's that's gonna be happening here uh soon and then in the next week or so we'll release into the public um we just want to make sure that our season ticket holders have been fantastic. They signed up for a program, and they didn't envision the year operating year that we had. True. And so, as a as a benefit to their loyalty, uh, we wanted to make sure that they were given first chance to get those uh, get those tables. And then once they've had their first crack, then we'll send it out to the public. I kicked myself in the butt for not signing up for that. Uh, I kept there's waiting. Always, and there's, waiting always, there's always 2021. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm have to and look there, there, either, yeah, there might be there might be a, an on sale event before 2021 starts. So keep your eyes open Whoa. to social media for that. Uh, you know, it, it could be showing up sooner than the end of the year. I like all these teases, man. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. Cliff just came back from the bar. Did you got a, a couple of pours? I, or is it I got more thing? Nelson. Okay. And then I wanted to try the Styrian hops on this uh, all-speed pitch. I, I missed that one. So. Oh, you didn't try that one? Haven't tried it yet. I've had Styrian hops before. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of weird if you haven't ever had them before. So I'm curious to see how this is. All right. Well, drink it. Cause okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's your reaction right now? No pressure with the owners of the brewery here at all. Yep, that's them. That's <laughs> them, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, the, that's the flavor I remember. No, that's good. I, I mean, I dig it. I mean, but I can see yeah. someone who's always used to the normal New England-type style hops, you know, the, the fruity stuff. This is not that. It's, but it's good. So what, what is the flavor profile of that hop? Uh, is it just kind of all over the place? Or no, is it, uh, I don't know how, to, how you can describe it. I, I said, I actually said that there's a lot of black licorice in it. Yeah, that that's, that. that's, yeah, similar to licorice, yeah. Um, there's something else. Uh, Black licorice. Yeah, hmm. just that 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 aftertaste, that finish where it's, it's a little okay, herbally. It's, it, yeah, it's not extreme no. black licorice because yeah. I'm, I'm not a black licorice guy. Maybe at all. anise that's, is the right word, but right? It's not. there is a you get a hint of it. Like it's a very subtle okay. black licorice, but there's something else that up front, and then you get that yeah. aftertaste. It's more fruity up front. Yeah, more like a. But it's not your typical, you know, Citra Galaxy. All the yeah. like, it's definitely off the path, which. Makes sense for the name of the beer. Yeah. When, um, when Jeremy told me the kind of hop they were using, I was like, he's lying to me. He's making yeah. this up. Uh, <laughs> my leg. Like, or this hop in my life. I've had a couple other beers with it, and they've, they've been it's, I didn't it's something different. Hops. Like, you don't. Well, there's so many different hop varieties that pop up now. Like, yeah. everybody's, oh, God, yeah, there's yeah. so many. Everybody's experimenting with all these different hop varieties from all over the world. So you get something like Styrian Wolf. Is that what? That's yeah, Styrian Wolf. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that sounds like a Norwegian metal band to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. And there's a whole, so then Styrian Dragon even more so. Yeah. yeah. So they have Styrian Dragon, Styrian Wolf, Styrian, uh, God, what else? There's a couple. Styrian Fox. So all this line of Slovenian hops all are Styrian something. So they're from Slovenia. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. It definitely tastes like Slovenia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the thing about hops, right? They, I think the, the terrain and where they come from 
is some indication of what they're going to taste like, right? So mm-hmm. it definitely, like, the New Zealand hops have their own character. The yep. Australian hops yeah. have their own character. Um, you know, and then your old-style Cascade Pacific Northwest hops have a, a very uh, unique flavor. So it's it's just interesting how, depending on what part of the world you get them from, they can impart It's a good flavors. alternative. Like I said, yeah, you're sure. just constantly doing Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, all that, all back to back, back, you get burned out on them, hop burn. Yeah. That's a good way to just kind of switch it up. And it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's unique. So for, for a hop style like that, that you've never tried before, and you're just looking at the profile of what, yeah. what it is, like, do you guys get nervous with something like that? Like, I'm going to spend all this money on this hop that it's telling me I'm, it's going to give me these flavor profiles. Right. Well, I wouldn't say nervous. I, 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 I'd be honest in that when, hesitant, I, maybe, when I say, yeah, that I don't have a clue what it's going to taste like necessarily. Yeah. It's telling you this, but on it that might one. Yeah. not have some of that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, part of it is to, to the good thing about a, a pale ale like that is it, it's going to give you true hop profile, right? If there's a little in the boil, there's a little in the uh, whirlpool, and there's a little in the dry hop. So, you're getting kind of that that hops true what it you know it's not being masked by any strong beer flavors it's yeah. just that's what that hop is going to give off right so you kind of know you're going to get the true hop and you'll find out what it tastes like when when you brew a beer like that i've always wondered that like because like cliff was saying like cascade citra mosaic those hops that are normally used in beers all the time brewers know what they're going to get from that and when these new strains come out and you're just like this is going to give me grapefruit and papaya and and maybe a, a little bit of pine to it or some right. kind of crazy, like, right. tastes like old shoe leather. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to spend all this money to buy these hops, and I've never tried it before. I've never heard of it before, but I'm interested, interested to see what I can do with that hop. Right. So as a brewery owner, for me, I'd, I'd probably be closed because I'd be hesitant on buying them. <laughs> I'm not doing anything weird. We're sticking to these, these three hops, and that's all we're doing. Yeah. But it's cool that you guys are doing stuff like that and doing different, different hop profiles on beers, and it, it makes you stand out, you know, more than some that maybe don't take that chance on those like different malts or different yeah. Grain and stuff like yeah. That. So another good example of that was the Sticky Wicket. That was three New Zealand hops, and I, I had so many people come in here and they were like, "What is? I've never. I don't know that I've had a lot of New Zealand hops." Yeah. And that beer is it right now. It's drinking oh, really, it's delicious. really well. I mean, it's the the combination of those three hops. And again, it's another another risk. Like those are hops that you don't. We've had a couple beers with some of them in them, but never those three. Right. Uh, but and people definitely say, "Hey, this one is different than your others," right? And again, that comes down to those hops and and all being New Zealand. It just gives it a little different tang to the to the beer. Yeah. You know? So uh, it's that's always good. I like when people. Say hey, this is different than anything I've ever had, and you know we've heard that about the off-speed pitch mm-hmm. and Sticky Wicket. So it's uh, that's a cool feeling. Is there a style that you guys haven't brewed so far that you're still waiting to brew? Like not either, not that you aren't ready to, because I believe you guys can brew anything right now. It's going to be delicious. But is there like something like maybe a pet project or a certain style that you want to brew that you haven't gotten to yet? Uh, yeah. I think the thing really would be uh, intermittently doing more classic stuff. Okay. Right? We honestly don't do many classic beers, right? Yeah. Um, you guys so, don't have a Pilsner, do you? No. No. So. No. The closest we've come is the Kolsch, yeah. right? The Kolsch. Which is Kolsch. amazing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, Kolsch Cream Ale, we've done a Cream Ale um, and a Blonde, and we, but even that was a hoppy Blonde, yeah. right? 
So, you know, a Belgian double and, uh, you know, some, some beers along those lines are, are things I'll look forward to doing. Um, it's all, you talk about scary, right? The scary thing is, is making a 30-barrel batch of beer that you're not sure people are going to want to buy. Right, so <laughs> sure. a style so, that isn't yeah, like, so, isn't like right. people jumping on to get right now. Right, yeah. So that's where that comes in, right? That's where the hesitancy comes in in terms of of what should we brew next, and and you're like, all right, well, how about a double IPA? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's an easy. Right. So pretty sure we can get rid of thirty barrels of double exactly. IPA. Exactly. So you know, it's uh, that is the challenge, right? And small batches. So so you'll you will we'll see some small batches of things like that, some more traditional stuff, I think. Well, I think um, this is the right time of year to do that. The fall and the winter, you can do like your Belgian traditional stuff, yeah. quads and all that. I mean, yeah. it's, it fits the the season, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So for uh, you know, one of our small batches coming up, we're doing an old ale with nice. with Werther's yeah. candies, and that's another oh, that's whoa. another Zach. Uh, oh, uh, Tiger Tavern. Yeah, oh. Tiger Tavern helping us out there. So I think that's. You know, I think I want to go back and do because now that I'm, I'm tasting the beers, it's getting closer to being ready. I'm like, oh, it's an old ale. I never, you know, it's not something we would brew often. But man, that's pretty good beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's malty and and just unique and different than anything we've ever done. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably go back and brew an old ale or you know, uh, English strong strong ale, those type of things. Um, our Christmas ale will probably be the closest thing to that, right? We're brewing a Christmas ale, and that's a that is really a strong ale, a winter warmer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a maltier kind of more traditional beer. So, um, what sort of spices are you using in that one? So we're, uh, I, I think it's be very kind of gentle with the spices, but we're using uh, orange peel, vanilla, cinnamon there you go. Okay. Uh, on cinnamon. top of the base beer. So. Um, but looking to be, you know, pretty subtle with those additions because I think the base beer is a, a pretty good holiday beer in and of itself. So no fruitcake stout. No fruitcake stout. No, no, no. The thing is, we want to do this every year. Like I'm, I'm a, a Christmas. I'm like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. So I just love Christmas. So I wanted to do a Christmas ale, and and I think it's something we'll do every year. And that recipe may change in one year. It may be gingerbread stout or, uh, um, you know, fruitcake stout or something like that. Um, what an eggnog beer. Eggnog. Oh, I love eggnog. Mm. Yeah. Cliff, you don't like eggnog? No, no. Oh, so I'm one thing I love about the holidays. I'm with Cliff. I'm <laughs> not a big eggnog. Oh, man, I love eggnog. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's just so <laughs> thick and it just coats your tummy. Put a, little, put a little whiskey up in there, man, some uh, rum. Yeah. No. Yep. I just you can just pour the whiskey in your glass by itself. Right? There's no reason I mean, you could, the, yes. <laughs> no and, and I'm kind of a purist when it comes to eggnog too. Like I don't like the Pennsylvania Dutch and all that stuff. I like my eggnog to be eggnog. Just the Borden's eggnog. Thank have, you. Have, have you had any bootleg eggnog? Because there's this guy who makes bootleg, bootleg eggnog. Yeah. What is that? Bootleg eggnog. I remember in, in the parking lot at Gillen last year. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this lot. guy was selling bootleg eggnog, and apparently. He's well known for making the bootleg eggnog, and here we're buying it out the trunk of the car. I need to know who this is. I can't remember now, but I just remember like we were at Gila. The guy's like, "Yeah, I got some in the parking lot." I got some in the pop up. 
eggnog pop up around. You gotta get some moose glasses. So that would be cool. An eggnog pop up. Yes. Need to make a beer. You gotta get some moose glasses, and that'd be perfect. Some moose glasses. Yes. Need to make a beer. I get some moose glasses, and that'd be perfect. Some moose glasses. Yes. Peppercorn would have gone well with eggnog. Peppercorn would have gone well with eggnog. Yeah. I guess you could simulate it and throw in some milk sugar and just say eggnog is in there. All right. So when you're brewing certain beers that are different from like like an IPA or a double IPA or something like that, do you consider Certain beers that are different from like a, like an IPA or a double IPA or something like that. Do you consider if it's something you want distributed? Do you consider is this going to work with our distributor? Can we push this beer? Can they push this beer? Is that does that play a factor into the whole recipe process and brewing? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah, you know. Um you know, we talked to Jordan, Chris, and those guys, and you know, I think it, like an idea that um, if they can't. Like, Definitely wanted to run it by the, it's not worth it, right, unless it's going to be a small batch, right? We, we can't sell through all of that here. So for any of those types of beers, you know, we want real Pelican's going to want to pick pick it up and, and put it out there. Anything out of the ordinary, yeah, I feel we, like a, we definitely check in. want to brew whatever they want to brew without considering that factor. Like, I feel like a, a lot of brewers want to brew whatever they want to brew without considering that factor. Like, whatever. I feel like a, a lot of brewers want to brew whatever they want to brew without considering that factor. Like, I feel like a, a lot of brewers want to brew whatever they want to brew without considering that factor. Like, that's cool. Want to brew whatever they want to brew without considering that factor. Like, that's cool. You want to brew this style, but if your distributor's like, I don't know how we're going to push this. I don't think it's going to work if we throw it out in the market. I mean, that's just beer you end up pouring out and wasting. And we're lucky. Like, and that's money you lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're a yeah. great partner. Like, they are very responsive. They'll give us their feedback. They'll give us their input. I mean, it's been it's been great. So, to Kevin's point, like, yeah, I don't think we would ever consider brewing a 30-barrel batch or something that they don't they didn't think they could push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 they're also very open, um, and they're they've got some good experience. They'll give us their they'll give us their input on what they think the market can bear and can handle. And so, you know, we're, yeah. we're and, I, and I think we're both lucky in that the, the stuff we like to do most of the time <laughs> uh, is stuff they want they want yeah. from us. So it uh, it works out pretty well. Well, I, don't, I think everything that you guys brew could easily go out into the market and sell well because. You don't. You guys don't brew a bad beer. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> appreciate it's, that. It's everything here is just really good. Like I, I, I told you guys before. Like I wasn't a big Coach fan, and then I tried the Garrett Coach, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is really good. And I kept like the last few times I was here, that was normally my first order. I want the Coach. Give me the yeah. Coach. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. Cliff, is there like when you come here just to hang out or something like that with some people? Is there a beer you're hoping that's on tap here that hasn't run out that you want to drink? Well, I know it's always on tap. It's first pitch. I mean, I don't, I yeah. don't care. That's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah, and what, what you drink, that's, that's a great beer to, if you're not even into craft, it's a good introductory beer. Into craft, it's a gateway. Um, it's light, so even if you don't even drink anything but Bud Light, Middle Light, Coors Light, it's not going to overly shock you. It's not offensive. Yeah. 
It's it's the perfect beer that I always recommend. And of course, are y'all still having the uh, the orange here? Ooh, yes. We're out of cans, but we got we got drafts still. So that's the other one. That's the last really couple of months, one. I've been telling them to go get that orange, and uh, the wife is all about the orange. It's like kind of like a sun kiss with maybe a little <laughs> scoop of ice cream on the side or something. There's cans I saw at Hocus Pocus in Prairieville. Okay, because okay. I bought a couple. Yeah, I, I can't even get enough from myself to drink because that's all the wife drinks now. Yeah. She's like, is so, there any more cancer? Was that only a one-time thing? Because she's hiding it just, yeah, it's in like, the back of the fridge. So it, it it is allowed to stay in the big fridge in the kitchen. <laughs> of course, my beers, my other two fridges, the one on the side patio and the one in my game room is where all the other beer goes. But if anything but orange is in the fridge, why <laughs> is this booted. in here? It's because my other two <laughs> fridges are full. But the orange is allowed to stay inside the big fridge. Is it good or bad that your wife enjoys craft beer? Or is there certain styles she uh, won't drink? I wish she enjoyed it more than what she enjoys it. But there's, there's sours that she comes across that she, uh, that she likes. And then when she likes it, she wants to just keep on going with yeah. it. She's not worried about the new sour. She's like, I want like, this one. Yeah, when the orange runs out, she's going to be like, why did they not make any more? Like, <laughs> well, Kev, our next sour needs to be called the Big Fridge. <laughs> there you go. Aaron's like a spot in the Big Fridge. <laughs> but, yes, it, she's not into it like that, of course. But um, when I come across one that I know she's going to like, I give it to her. And I knew she was going to like this orange one. But she locks into just that one. And she's not worried about the, the new one from this brewery or that brewery. She's like, so they're going to make this all the time? I'm like, no, it's, well. Should we buy a bunch of it? I'm like, she, she's asking Probably. me if I should buy. Like, this is why I buy a bunch of other beers. Yeah, but you go buy these. Yeah, but, um, yeah so it should be pretty sad when the uh, the orange goes away until it comes back again some other day. Well, you better go buy all the cans up over. Yeah, at they got Focus. some hocus pocus. That's good to know. I'll I'll, uh, I'll stop by and get a, a surpriser. Put them in a big fridge. Yeah, I had to work at the radio station <laughs> for the LSU game a couple weeks back. And I stopped by there to, to just grab a few beers to bring with me, and I saw that on, on there, and I'm like, okay. Grabbed three of those, brought those with me. That's oh, easy. It's a good nice. morning beer, too, like if you're out doing yeah. something yeah. in the morning before lunch. It's a, it's a good brunch beer. <laughs> it, it's, I was about to say, it's a brunch yeah. beer. <laughs> but the other another beer that I would uh, recommend, too, is, is these single hops, like the, like the Styrian Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to show someone what these hops give off, the, you know, the, the, the aromas, the, the flavors, and the different kind of notes, it's really cool the way you're doing it. You're just doing a single hop beer. So that way you can kind of say, oh, I like that hop, or I don't like that. Well, then I know I'm not going to buy beers with that hop, or I'm going to buy more beers because I like that particular hop in it. So Yeah, but uh, if, if someone goes and they're, they're trying an IPA and it's got three different hops in it, and each one has a different characteristic mm-hmm. to it, they can't, they're not knowledgeable They're not sure which one. Is, is the Galaxy doing that? Yeah, is yeah. The, is know, the Mosaic yeah. doing this or like whatever? Nelson, you know, but when you have a single hop beer, it's, it's a great way to, once you've gotten... A little more advanced into the craft beer. It's a good way to see what, what hops you really do like. And then you understand why these hop combos work. Yeah. You know. And so you're able to, like, you can pick out that flavor profile. Like, oh, yep. that's the Civic. Uh, so a lot of breweries are doing hard seltzers. You guys thought about that? Please say no. Breweries <laughs> are doing hard seltzers. You guys thought about that? Please say no. Well, <laughs> capacity is a constraint for us, so I'd say for now, no. Thankfully. So, Thankfully. So, yeah. so and I, to, to make a hard seltzer, that takes up a lot of tank space. I don't, I don't, know, the, I don't know how that works. Well, just we don't even have capacity to brew. Like, like we're running, we're bumping up against capacity to brew the the beers that we that we want that we brew. want. So right, and we, we don't necessarily to, want to brew a seltzer. Yeah, <laughs> so. and there's, and look, there's some people out there doing great jobs of that, and so you excellent know, yeah, jobs by them, the way. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not a seltzer guy. I was just like you, and I got one beer. I guarantee you will change your life. What is it? It's it, in fact Pelican Craft puts it out. It's an Untitled Art Hidden Springs collab. I think it's a nine percent raspberry vanilla seltzer. 
And if you would have not even told me it was a seltzer, if I looked at the can, I would have not known it was. This thing is impressive. All right, I had I drank two Untitled Hard, Sel- hard Seltzers last night that Chris gave me. And I didn't. Brings collab one? There was a it, one of them was a collab, but it was like a. I don't remember one. Believe me, I'm very anti. I'm very anti. Seltzer. What was a was the Pixie? The Pixie was one. Was the other one the Hidden Springs? The other one was hit back. He's not talking about the one. I don't think he's had that one. I'm serious. You no, it, I, it was it was two I had last night, and Pixie was the Pixie one was like a fruit punch one. Mm-hmm. I did not like that okay. one. I haven't had that one. Can't tell you that. I and, can tell you you're gonna like this one. Uh, it was the vanilla blackberry lime. It was. That's that's the one. That's the Didn't like that. One. I did not like that because I it, it was I, given to me. Now, I, like, I'm just gonna pour a little bit, and I ended up drinking yeah. the rest of the can, and I was kind of shocked that I was like. Oh crap! I'm drinking a seltzer. I could drink it more than I could drink the fruit punch one. The fruit punch one to me had a very mediciney kind of yeah, flavor. Yeah, that's what usually what most. Of, that's what I the vibe I get on every seltzer. Yeah, yeah. Mediciney, uh, just unnatural flavor. And it's the fizziness. Like I'm drinking a right, beer. I don't much. want that carb- that that carbonation. Yeah. It's just like uh, it's just turning me off. I'm there. Yeah. I was there, but this one, I thought it was pretty impressive, and the fact that it was nine percent. It's like. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I drank. I literally I drank. took a. I took first one sip. I didn't want to do it. They could have wrecked your palate. <laughs> I drank the punch one first. That was the I really took a. I took one sip and went, nope. I'm not drinking. And my roommate was like, no, this is. I'm not drinking this either. And I was like, I'm gonna pour it. I don't want to pour it, but I pour it. But I feel, like, I'm not gonna finish this. Like, we drank two seltzers back to back. Well, I blindly grabbed out of my refrigerator. I just like blindly grabbed out of my refrigerator. I just like I opened the fridge and I just did this and pulled. I'm like, all right, this untitled art. Seltzer, never had it. Let's try. No, this isn't working. <laughs> All right, well, maybe this one. Did you stop? After the, did you stop after the fridge? Like the fridge is against me tonight. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, my roommate was like, "How many? How many hard seltzers you have?" And I don't know. Chris gave me a bunch of beer, and literally the third beer I grabbed was another Untitled Art beer, but it was their hazier triple IPA. That one was good. Out of my entire fridge of beer, three Untitled Art beers in a row. It's kind of weird. Well, good news, they won't be brewing any hard seltzers. That, that makes me feel a whole lot better. Yes. Very it's, just well. not, it's just not a style that I yeah. care for. Well, the platinum one now is oh, like 8%. There are so there's many. many well, the platinum there. one now is double. It's like 8%. Like the, the Bud Light Platinum sells it's like now they've, they've mastered it to you had that double one? the ABV on it. Okay. I was told, and that's what kind of opened me up to trying this other one. I'm like, well, these craft guys are probably getting it a lot better than the, than the big boys are doing it because they're not heard the story from Flying <laughs> Tiger. I was like, all right, I'm open to it. Give me a sip of this one. Title to Artwin, I was like, I'll drink it. Time the rest to... of it. <laughs> well, guys, thank y'all for having uh, me here tonight. Thanks, Cliff, for, for being here as well. Uh, give up. Give... So this weekend we've got the uh, Salt in the Swat Coffee Blonde. Uh, Is there a raffle for the Bay Roof Draft only? Small bag. Uh, we can't find it. It's, it's still over the fence, I think. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, Saturday, we'll... and then uh, Saints on Sunday, uh, and then the following week we've got an, we've got another candied IPA coming. So keep your eyes peeled to our Instagram free. That was only a, a one barrel batch and that sold out in right. it, it gave me a heart attack and sold minutes. out in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing and a scary yeah. thing as well. So we're yeah. working with Zach again at Tiger Tavern um, and we've got, we're, we're, the plan is to have a on the flavor uh, of the hop that you use so I can maybe assume what flavor it might be. Uh, <laughs> okay. so you have an idea the hop is El Dorado. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
well done. Facebook well page played. and uh, just leave them a little, <laughs> little nugget. Yeah. Take a guess. Yeah. Also, make sure you're following Rally Cap on Instagram and on, on Twitter. Nah. No uh, yeah, we've got an account, but not active. It's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it's better to stay. Uh, yeah, we've got an account, but not active. It's yeah. just, uh, yeah, yeah. It's better to stay off there. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Better to stay off there. Yes. Better to stay off there. They're soon. They're coming soon. (laughs) They're soon. They're coming soon to parlor. Just give them some time to get their accounts set. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to poke the bears. What I do. No, there'll be a good conspiracy theory on parlor about what exactly flavor they are brewing. About what exactly flavor they are brewing the candied IPA that, that has an Eldorado hop. They can be able to draw and numb. Got it. I figured it out. It's this. So it's the home of the new conspiracy theories. You're allowed to post your conspiracy theories all day in part. Post your conspiracy theories. You can't post. They can't parlor. post pictures of poop though. Yes. Parlor, but. Conspiracy theories are wide open. All right, well, there you go. Yeah, uh, come by this weekend. 16, 11 or We kicked 12? a few. Yeah, we kicked a few. Okay. We were at 12, 12, but it'll be the weekend, and then... Oh, that's appropriate for Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 13th. we'll be back we up. Got, yeah. You know, we got one beer the yeah. following week, and then for Black Friday that week, with the Christmas sale, four beers. Yeah, um, possibly four uh, beers so, on Black Friday. Know, we're, we're, building, we're building the inventory back up. Killing the game. I like it. Jeremy, Kevin, thank you so much for having me here. Appreciate it. Thanks, Appreciate it. Thank Cliff, you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Go to rallycap.com for more information on what they're doing. Follow more. Beard. Uh, don't forget to follow the uh, Facebook and Instagram pages for the podcast. Find us on all your podcast outlets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>